That cinnamon, that's Hollywood, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Burnley scored three, and what about those blades? It's Thursday, 28th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome to the show, one and all. Andy Brassel, you're looking beautiful, baby. Aren't we all looking beautiful? Yeah, Peter. <laughs> I've dyed my hair. I bleached my hair blonde and then uh, that didn't go very well mm-hmm. uh, after a recent blonding last year under the first lockdown. And then I tried to dye it back to brown, uh, but it just went a bit pink. I looked a little bit like a like mm-hmm. a, a Korean pop star. Um, <laughs> I looked like a, a member of the band. Is it the Bantan Boys, the BTS? Oh, it must be. BTS Army. Must Hashtag be. BTS Army. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then I dyed it, uh, and then I found a better dye that allowed me to go almost to black, so now I look like an ageing pop star uh, that's trying to <laughs> pretend that he hasn't gone grey, yeah. which I'm also doing, so uh-huh. that's fine. Well, yeah, I, you... for, I, for one, Pete, very much enjoyed uh, Marilyn Manson's Mechanical Animals face. <laughs> <laughs> was that did that have the beautiful Pete? It was it was in a beautiful kind of uh the deluxe version of that was a, a lovely kind of like oh plastic cardboard monstrosity that one. I love that one. Is is that beautiful. the one where it, it, he's like got this sort of completely smooth body with mm, nippleless yeah, like breasts a, he, and like a mm. nub for a penis? Very much yeah. like for Ramble completists, people used to suggest Sammy and Nasri looked with his clothes off. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking more uh, of an action man figure. Yeah, like an Oscar. All that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or an Oscar. Yeah. We talked about him yesterday, though, so uh, leave your Oscar chat out, okay? Um, <laughs> gentlemen, straight away to Old Trafford, Sheffield United. What a win. What a bloody win. It was Manchester United's first league defeat since the 1st of November, although I do believe it was in their last 10 uh, uh, home games, was it in the league or all uh, competitions, I think, in the league, their fourth defeat. So, you know, when you look at the stats, sometimes it isn't too um, big a shock on one sense. But, of course, in the current climate, Andy, with Sheffield United, uh, some of their fans are a little bit concerned about uh, taking Derby's unwanted record and all that kind of stuff. It's only their second league win of the season. It's a massive shock and a proper shock as well, Mr Brassel, because this season it's been a bit crazy with the results and, and all that kind of stuff, as we know. But this was a proper shock. Yeah, it was a proper shock. Um, but Sheffield United didn't steal it, I, I didn't think. I, I thought they, they, were, they were pretty good. They were pretty Is that well a pun organized. on the Steel City? Hey. <laughs> you didn't mean it that, did you? It can be. It can be. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Carry on. This is not a workshop for Andy's <laughs> gags, guys. Come on. <laughs> and I'm just checking that... Uh, yeah, okay. Carry on, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that for the whole show. Just part of it. Yeah, yeah. I thought... I thought they were they were they were really good. Um, United looked a bit flat, but I thought it was interesting when Solskjaer came out and said afterwards. Well, yeah, after after the performances of the last couple of months, um, it was it was very disappointing. And I thought, well, are you really meaning to say results when you're saying performances? <laughs> I love yeah. it. I absolutely. It didn't. He also say there was no magic. Yes, that's that's yeah. that's right. I mean, it was taking. Some would say mm. fair enough. They've had a very good run. Others would say it's mm. taking intellectual dishonesty to an entirely different level. <laughs> <laughs> they've 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 definitely ridden their luck this season, haven't they? Remember the um, it was a one nil against uh, West Brom, and uh, I think Rashford's deflection against Wolves. They 
it's a bit of a reality check, isn't it, really, for Man United? Because they can't sleepwalk to victories against sides where we're yeah. below them in, in the league. And it, and it just kind of got to show that they're really not a great side. <laughs> they're just a team that... Uh, that has Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> yeah, or, or just they're very quick in transition. And I just get the feeling that if they if they don't get the ball in the net within the first phase of play um, on the counter, that it doesn't really happen for them and they get a little bit frustrated. You know, they, they don't retain possession in their opponent's half well enough to be a great side they, you know they're not Bayern they're not Liverpool and they need to be uh, if, if you know if you're going to um, spaff that amount of money on, on, a, on a Premier League side so yeah it's, it's, it's you can win the league without being a great team but can you go can you create a, a legacy at Manchester United I think it's a very different uh, different thing yeah I mean despite the loss I mean Manchester City at the top with the game in hand on them but Manchester United are one point off the top which I, I I know this season doesn't make much sense, etc., etc. But Andy, you know, Pete has a, a point there. Again, I still, as you said it yourself, I still don't know whether Solskjaer is a good manager for Manchester United or not. <laughs> no, I, I don't think the question has ever been, is he good? It's always been, could they do better? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think I think there was maybe an answer to that but but it's irrelevant because they're not thinking about getting rid of him and I don't think they've ever been thinking about well and this season with the way the world is it's maybe not uh, yeah um but they're uh, not Chelsea Andy come on <laughs> yeah that, that that that's true and they they've they've proved that at every turn just as uh, Arsenal have with Arteta as we were mm. saying um a, a couple of days ago on the ramble um but I, I think we can just quite simply boil this down to the manager. It's the cult of the manager. Obviously, the manager or head coach is very important. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we spend a lot of time saying, you know, Coach A is either a dickhead or a genius. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's not always the case. Maybe there are other factors at play. I mean, that second goal that Manchester United conceded, the Oli Burke winning goal, you can't blame any coach for that. You can't blame any coach for that at all because there are so many errors in that it's kind of like you know when you're you're at work when uh, and, and and you get a, a safety video it's, it's, it's like if, if someone came in <laughs> i'd never seen put, one until i started working with pete donaldson <laughs> <laughs> it's like if someone came in and put the computer on top of the photocopier balance two mm. cups of tea and a jaffa cake on top yeah uh, and then and it's you not know, tea it's acid yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put a boiling kettle on the receptionist desk yeah. and all that sort of stuff and and then put a couple of banana skins on yeah. the stairs that came in it was kind of like that i felt yeah mm. rio ferdinand was very unhappy with that second goal wasn't he <laughs> which is which is which, which is fair to say i did quite like chris wilder saying in the post-match didn't he say something like oh i wonder what rio's gonna feel like or his, his face is gonna be like thunder <laughs> You know, but I, t- I tell you something which was which was quite glorious to see. He was thirty eight year old Phil Yagielka, like bloody Gandalf. <laughs> you know, you shall not pass, kind of thing. Uh, he was uh, Peter. I, I it, think is it too late for the Euros? Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but look, 
Paolo Sousa's in for Poland, so look, he could declare, he could redeclare himself as Polish. So yeah, like um, he, he'll be looking for fresh legs at Euros. But um, yeah, it was incredible, wasn't it? Didn't Phil Direct Jagielka? I mean, Jagielka, Jagielka um, has the sort of physique that you don't necessarily see that often in the Premier League. <laughs> he looks heavy. I love it. He looks I... wonderfully heavy at 38. But he phoned his dad, and, and apparently his dad just laughed. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> He said, I'm in the squad. He went, ha, 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 ha. I'm going to play. Ha, ha. Of course you are, son. Chris, well, Sutton, Chris Sutton, the way he was um, co-commentating, he was like, he could barely believe Jagielka was still alive. He was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, can you believe it? He's come out of his old people's home for this match. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if the post-match interview kind of added something to that because yeah. the, the way he had the subs coat on undone atop his match shirt, it did look a bit like he'd been rescued from up a mountain or something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah i tell you what though um i know they lost the game but that harry Maguire header was very pleasing oh yeah, it was old, a lovely header wasn't yeah it's it, proper one and the way did, he kind of spun and just sort of trotted back to his own half did, as well did you did you see that yeah uh, did you see should the first sheffield united goal have um stood um uh, no Billy Sharp, is the answer Billy Sharp. <laughs> Billy Sharp just kind of like, you know, taking De Gea, well, basically distracting him from, yeah. from claiming the ball. Mm. Billy mean, Sharp, that was very much championship Billy Sharp. We don't have VAR yeah. down here. We can do these little things to get away with it. But yeah, <laughs> VAR didn't pick up on it. I mean, it was, it, it did look like a foul, bearing in mind, Andy, that anything, if you look at the goalkeeper the wrong way, then that tends to be a free, a free kick against well, you. I thought, you know, that I th- I felt felt there was kind of this false opposition made between um, the disallowed goal for Manchester United in the first half, mm-hmm. uh, um, and that because I think people look at Aaron Ramsdale in a certain way and expect a ricket right. out of him. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of chat this season about how I've seen, I've seen Ramsdale quite frequently referred to as the worst starting goalkeeper in the in the, in the Premier League. I, th- I think that's really unfair. I think it's a touch harsh. Yeah. I-, I think he's he's 22 years old. He's playing his second season of Premier League football. He has, through no fault of his own, picked up an absolutely heinous price tag. And especially when you bear in mind how goalkeepers have been undervalued in the transfer market for for, for years and years, it is it is a hefty fee. And so I feel there's a, a level of scrutiny on him that perhaps there there shouldn't be. I mean, the idea that Sheffield United are down there because of him is just absolute nonsense I, mm. I think but I think with both the uh, first Sheffield United goal by Brian that did get allowed mm. and the Manchester United one that didn't I think you can think and I do think in both those cases A it was a foul on the goalkeeper and B the goalkeeper should have done a bit better mm. yeah definitely, I, I, I think I think that's fair I think that's fair uh, which four wins in five in all competition for Sheffield United so a bit of a turnaround there is, is the great escape on Peter. That is <laughs> well, I think if you, if you if you look at teams like uh, Fulham, for example, your beloved Fulham, like they yes. need to turn their draws into wins, Big while time. Sheffield Big United time. have to turn their uh, their losses into wins. So it's it's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a job, but they're going in the right direction, and, and momentum is key as always. Petey, little word for uh, uh, now former Manchester United man Odi Nagalo. His loan has come to end. He put yeah. a really heartfelt message out on Twitter. 
He's just one of those kind of uh, Newcastle signings every kind of January. We'll sign like a last minute um, kind of striker to bolster our championship charge. And uh, and we'll probably do that next season as well. But, um, <laughs> but Igalo, Igalo came in and with, you know, not a lot of love. Mm. <laughs> and a lot of people complaining that he wasn't sort of signing that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should be, uh, should be calling on. And uh, yeah, he, he did such a such a great job it's <laughs> nice though for someone like that who who genuinely was apparently a Manchester United fan or is yeah the way he a little holiday talking... little Man United holiday ah oh, glorious. For, glorious for any footballer to be that bought in is, is beautiful yes I, I can't yeah. see how you can be left indifferent by that yep. at all yeah, and for, for what it's worth PT when it does come to next January and yeah. Newcastle are in whatever situation they're in they won't be signing Igalo because people have actually heard of him now yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah, point, no, he's a, he's a proven goal scorer in the Premier League. <laughs> Certainly was with uh, Watford. So no, they're, they're, they're not interested in any of that. Um, gentlemen, let's move on to uh, Chelsea versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Apparently, it was Thomas Tuchel's first game. Which is, I say apparently. Because mm. was that a Thomas Tuchel double, Andy? I don't, I don't know whether it's the blue, whether it's because he had his face, oh, <clears throat> part of his face covered the whole time. But I was looking at that guy thinking... Are you the real Tommy Took? <laughs> <laughs> I do, am I the only one who thought this? I just I saw him. I thought Fra- Frank Lampard's barely left the building, and he's right in there talking about my team and all this kind of stuff. And I thought this is there's got to be something going on. Now, now you you know what, Marcus? I've been worrying for a long time about the effect that watching football every single night has been <laughs> having on all of us. <laughs> well, you, there you go. <laughs> you really are the last domino to fall, <laughs> Mister Speller. <laughs> That's not. They're not. This is not real. Football's not happening. This is a conspiracy. This is too cold. If I walked out of Stamford Bridge now, none of this would be going on. Once you, you get once you get onto your next line about these English players coming over and stinking out our game, I tell you something. <laughs> well, no, you just gone. wait, Andy. You just bloody wait. I tell you, he's not he's not playing the kids. Well, he's not playing the British kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The um, did you see on on the back of Tuchel's um, seat there was an advert for uh, something that can only be described as blue fuel. Which you I quite enjoyed. Any, Blue yeah. fuel. I'm not. I it. thought it was like red diesel, what the farmers use, but apparently <laughs> it's uh, what, like it a drink? you know health. It's like health powder. You know, like the um. Oh, right. well, what the you know like your, your proteins and your jellies okay. and stuff that you eat before and Why after. Why are you giving every, them free uh, products yeah. I well, I just thought I, I just I just <laughs> wondered what the bloody hell blue fuel was. I thought it was a Gazprom thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all celebrate with a cool cup of Gazprom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. I mean, yeah, too cool. Obviously, uh, he was quite animated. But I, I suppose Andy, most most managers, sort of. I, I mean, unless I'm missing something, they'll they'll kind of to use a uh, on the pitch uh, sort of um, terminology. They'll play their way in. They'll mm. turn up and they'll you know they sort of mention the previous manager and so on. Honestly, the way Tuchel was getting so animated, he was dressed head to toe in Chelsea regalia, and uh, <laughs> immediately he was going, oh, "I'm very proud of my team." You know that my team have got this, that, and the other. And I was like, a Chelsea legend has just left the building. You know, Why didn't somebody <laughs> think of Frank. Oh well, I th- I think it's it's quite funny and it's quite on brand for for Tuchel. Who yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I think is is a, is a brilliant tactician, and when when you hear him talking about the game afterwards, the post match interviews with him, I think were amazing. 
I, I don't mm. want to take it away from the match itself. We'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, but oh yeah. I, I, I oh, we don't have to, to. It was boring. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, to have the match explained so clearly yeah. and in, in such detail. I mean, I know people will pick out little crumbs like the 16 interceptions in the attacking half and all that for, for their own ends. But actually, to ha- hear a, a coach speak so openly and so intelligently about the game I, th- I thought was was brilliant but we know that as well as being a, a, a brilliant tactician he's sometimes not that sort of socially adept and he's he's mm-hmm. a little bit clumsy in his his, his um, relationships with players and board members and so yeah. I think I think this is very on brand I mean if you he's the German a, Phil Neville is what if, you're saying no, no I'm really not saying that <laughs> but if, if if you're taking this route the route that he's taken through his coaching career has really been following Klopp a lot of the time yes. because of course he went to Mainz then after Mainz, after mm-hmm. leaving there and after it all broke down there, he, he went to Dortmund. And now he's come to the Premier League. So I think the first thing you do is think, how did Jürgen deal with it? Yeah, Dress head to toe in stuff out the club shop. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's spot on. And, and I'll tell you something, Pete, that this will go very much in his favour. A lot was made that he was a German speaker and he could speak to Havertz and Werner. Although I, I, mm. I don't know, but I, I'm sure that Havertz and Werner have got a good grasp of English, if not fluent. They do. Um, mm. But but one thing, Pete, I don't know if you noticed, he also speaks English. So he what? can speak to the English player. How about that? <laughs> very, very <laughs> impressive, man. My goodness. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. I, 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 think, um, I think with this match, it was a bit of a... It was an opportunity uh, sort of drop for, uh, for Wolves, I think, because Chelsea offered very little uh, in, in this football match. And Wolves kind of... Uh, they, they play very wide up top, and it means that like Neves always seems a little bit... Not exposed, but he's quite mm-hmm. he's quite deep, isn't he? So uh, Chelsea offered very little uh, going forward. And I thought, they, what about that scoop from Neto? This match, yeah, <laughs> well, oh, you know. that would have been such a great goal. <laughs> uh, One thing I noticed, Pete, that I think you highlighted once is before the game, uh, Traore, his arms were like shining, and I thought, so yeah, glistening. Mm, he is yeah. greased up, isn't he? Yeah, he did. I think didn't didn't they make it clear that? Uh, did they make that clear? Yeah, yeah. I I think he he's, he's admitted that he he baby holes it because the assistant well, don't they? The coach, the coach. Well, yeah, because <clears> you know it's it's it because people are always grabbing at people's arms and stuff. Yeah. You make that more difficult. I've said it before. Ultimate warrior used to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good enough. It was good enough for him. British bulldog. Goodness. They all, all all the big names. Uh, <laughs> Tuchel took his first training session. Uh, this this weekend is reportedly described as very tactical, which is is what we've come to expect, Andy. And and uh, himself, Tuchel himself said the team was was totally open to his ideas. Well, you'd expect that as well, I suppose. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, I, I, but I'm I mean, comparing it to his previous job. Think about it. He came away from PSG with the likes of Neymar and, and Mbappe who by that point won't be listening to what he's saying. Whereas, of course, if he joins a new side, especially if they're kind of younger players and don't have as much experience, they're probably going to be more open to his But I, I have to say, the, re- the reason he got binned at Paris Saint-Germain was more to do with his relationship with Leonardo, the sporting director. So, A, that doesn't bode well for a particularly long spell at Chelsea. But B, that doesn't say that the, the players had no respect for him because I really don't think that that was the case. I mean... I know a lot of people will have seen him walking off the pitch with uh, Thiago Silva last night and saying, hang on, didn't he get rid of Thiago Silva? No, he didn't get rid of Thiago Silva. He wanted to re-sign him. And Leonardo 
got rid of him. I mean, I think that was about 10th on their list of things to have a conflict over. But mm. <laughs> um, I, I, I think if you look at the way that Chelsea started that game, I think that they looked as if they had a lot of zest, they had a lot of ideas, considering he got across a, a new system and picked what I know a lot of Chelsea fans thought was quite a surprising lineup. I thought they came into the game quite well. But I think confidence has got to be a huge part of it at that point. And when it didn't yield immediate results, they lost some of that dynamism. I thought Wolves played really well, as as, as Pete said, as, as, as well. So I, I think they've got something to work with. I would still reckon that Chelsea have made the top four. The middle bit of the season has, has stopped them being in a position to win the league, I think, even in such a weird season as this. But um, yeah, I think I think they'll get top four under Tuchel. Okay, big shout, Andy. Big shout. Uh, what was nice uh, was that in that training session that I mentioned, Hilario was pictured. Always good to see him. Always nice to see him being kept on as goalkeeper coach. Um, so there we are. What, what, Pete, what did you make of the uh, assume Chelsea fans hanging a banner on the Bovril Gate on the southern side of Stamford Bridge, bearing the word "Circus continues" and letting off blue smoke bombs? I mean, their success. Was, is quite circus-like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the circus rolled into town with a, a, a bags full of full of money, and uh, you know you, you can't you can't complain. At this are you, suge- point, are you suggesting? Down the line. Are you suggesting this was a celebratory banner? Hey, yeah, yeah, the circus the circus, yeah. <laughs> This is always annoyed, one of trophies. Who's annoyed when a circus leaves? You just see yeah. like this, this 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 patch of ground on some on, on, on some unlovable school field that's like yellow because it's had no sun. <laughs> I love a circus. Excellent. We're still here. The circus yeah. has not left town. Fun times are on. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, poor old Billy Gilmore, though. He's already been touted for a loan move at the end of the month because he wants to make sure he, he gets in the Scotland squad for the Euros. I mean, you would have thought that uh, he'd be in, in he'd Scotland's be right. plans. But then, but if he's not playing much, then old no. Tommy Took might not have plans for him. So uh, we'll see what happens with old Gillers. Um, but good luck to him. All right, gentlemen. Let's have a quick break. <laughs> I'm not like uh, wonderful. I am beautiful. I am. I am. Uh, how I say? A look. A look. A look. Uh, good looking. Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails. Just email show at footballramble.com. Right now, so Peter, Mr. Kater, Jules, Star, Jim, or Andy Luke. All my kids can read it out. Well done. We've got one here from Liam Barry, which says, uh, When I was about 10 years old, I arrived at a local playing field for my Sunday league game. My dad and I were the first ones there, and the changing rooms were locked, so we stood outside and waited for people to arrive. After about five minutes, a huge man with a big mop of fair curly hair in full football kit arrived and started trying to go into the changing rooms. We told him they were locked, and I said, You've got the same kit as us. To which the man replied, yeah, but I bet your team's not called Kylie Minogue's Love Children. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're still playing in the Swindon Leagues today. I mean, that that does suggest that they all had the same hair. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe they wore wigs or something. I mean, uh, I mean... They're still playing in the. Could they? Could they get? Could they be seen in the FA Cup at some point? I don't know how this. I are they on the pyramid? I sincerely hope so, Peter. <laughs> Let's hope so. Ah. That would be amazing, wasn't it? Some like troll, silly yeah. uh, football club names. Yeah, <laughs> they, the FA Cup third round. They, they should be so lucky. 
Finish that, are you? <laughs> All right, there. We got a message from uh, Rob McKemmy. McCa- no. I'll have another crack at that one. Rob McKemmy, penalty yep. retaken, top corner. Uh, <laughs> did you notice Brendan Rogers uses one of those pens with four colours to take in-game notes? Lovely. That's Remember good. those back in the day? Yeah. Like it's, oh, next he's going to be using one of those big museum pencils. <laughs> big, <laughs> chunky ones. <laughs> the size of a guitar. Love it. Bloody love it. Uh, well, more on Brendan Rogers in, in just a moment. First, though, mm. the email address, if you'd like to email in the show, is show at footballramble.com. Now we move on to Burnley versus Aston Villa. It ended 3-2 to those Burnleys. Oh my goodness, it was vintage Sean Dyche stuff. Burnley had a 0.77 expected goals to Aston Villa's (laughs) 2.94. For those who (laughs) are fans of... Watkins had a few things to say that. He did. did. Back-to-back wins for Burnley for the first time this season, Andy. Um, You don't often see them score three in a game. To be fair, they 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 were you know they came back and uh, and whatnot. But uh, but lovely to see old Burnley and Dyche slowly but surely. I I like Sean Dyche. I like Sean Dyche. But even bearing in mind the uh, explanation via XG. Uh-huh. I'm not sure I can fully explain the brass neck of him getting in front of the cameras afterwards and going, yeah, well, uh, I thought we defended well. I mean, <laughs> really? Like, like yeah, Villa, Villa, Villa could have scored six in the first half. Oh, my uh, goodness. They, yeah. they will be... But again, I thought Dean Smith was the, the other end of it. He, he kept it all in. Like, mm. you know, you know, you expect a coach to say, oh, we, we had the chances, we could have put it away, we could have finished it by half time, all, all the rest of it. I thought, if anything, he understated that. Villa, this was the ultimate fib of a result. Um, I, th- I thought Villa were excellent. And really my big surprise in, like, as we said, a, a very weird Premier League season has, has been Aston Villa for me because they've not only done better than I expect, expected them to, they've been a really, really, really good watch. Oh, yeah, they've been they've been phenomenal. And obviously Jack Grealish has been a huge part of that. And he was... Mm. You know, he scored and he was he was doing his thing. Did you see? Oh, um, that save from from Nick Pope, where he took it from the halfway line. Oh, Grealish. that would have been goal of the and, season. And I have to say, I, I'm not all over the Grealish Gaza comparison because mm-hmm. I think you know Grealish deserves to find his 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 own space, and they're different mm-hmm. in so many ways. That was Gaza after four cans of Red Bull. You see how quick he was. <laughs> yeah, it was astonishing. The, the acceleration, acceleration yeah. was cool. It would it would have, it would have been super. A, a funny thing came up on Talksport uh, recently that. You can buy a 60-piece jigsaw puzzle on Etsy called The Wonderful World of Jack Grealish's Calves, where you, where you piece together an image of his legs, which is, uh, which is um, for the mere sum of £15, uh, Pete Donaldson. Yeah, well, I hope Jack Grealish gets a cut of that, to be quite frank, to spend on whatever Jack Grealish spends his money on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't have to get into it, really, did I? Pre- presumably <laughs> waits, waits for his legs. Uh, I, I was, uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, I did think to myself that Villa, I think, have... they've uh, Maybe it's that sort of Kappa kit and, and the Jack Grealish effect, but they do have quite a good-looking side, if you think about yeah. it. You know, you think... I think Ollie Watkins, a decent-looking lad, or you've got um, Matty Cash, is, is a bit like Grealish's younger, good-looking brother. As well. I say good-looking with Grealish as well. And also... Big Tyrone Mings is a beautiful oh, boy. I, look, we were discussing this on WhatsApp yesterday, and uh, d- didn't somebody try and catfish a girl by pretending they were Tyrone <laughs> Mings on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, to, to get a woman to do a video call with them. I mean, eh, I mean, if your net result is video call, that's going to be a very short video call when you're not Tyrone Mings. And... Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> 
And you know, and, and Tyron Mings, I happen to think has the sexiest eyes in world football. So <laughs> world football. If you've if you've uh, not got Jesus that Navas wants a life. word. Oh, okay, fair those. All right. No, but like Tyron Mings has got this sort of like cheekiness to his eyes that mm. just oh man. Gets me going. I, I do. I love the thought of that guy pretending to be Mings. Gets the chat and goes, "Well, what does Mings wear?" Right, full villa kit. <laughs> <laughs> with Mings on the back with his numbers. Is, is this a Gabby Agbon Lahore cameo? That's yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it's like the Jamie Vardy man, isn't it? Oh yes. Oh, What's up with the Jamie Vardy man? What's he's he injured. doing? He's injured, so he's got to keep. He's got to. He's got to stay on the downline. Keep a low profile. Is he back at the post office? Oh. That was a weird little sort of six months, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, really. Six months did he get? Yeah, out of that? He, he, it seemed to be. Yeah, because he he quit his job, didn't he? And then he started, He was a professional Jamie Vardy impersonator um, when England were doing very well. well. And did he upset Jamie Vardy by crossing a couple of lines? I think. Uh, probably or the other way around. His wife. I think he upset his wife, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Well, that will happen. Although I reckon Jamie Vardy probably did a few uh, shifts at the post office and the guy was a bit pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> that guy, it? Of course, the ultimate p- impersonator of Cool Sandy was old, uh, the guy who did old Sven Joran Eriksson. He did the, d- went to Mexico when Sven was Mexico manager, turned up at that. Was it? A, well, I can't remember what event it was. There's a whole thing you could. There's a whole article about this, but uh, he turned up with like a woman on each arm and uh, did the rounds, and he like he fooled all of the Mexican media. <laughs> it's like, there was there the, he is on the news. There was Enjoyable. the uh, post post the World Cup when yeah. uh, England played Spain in the Nations League. Yeah, um, we uh, we went along. I I took my family, and uh, my godsons came along, and mm. and and their mum and dad as well. And there's a brilliant. Fo- I, I saw the photos from that day a while back. There's a brilliant photo of my younger godson. We're walking past the Gareth Southgate lookalike, who's wearing oh, yeah. the, the England waistcoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at the kids' faces, and my my younger godson really thinks it's him, and he's gone. Oh my god, it's him! It's him! Yeah. And all the other kids are just. <laughs> That's well, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in a nightclub in. Have I spoke this? I remember in a nightclub in Vienna uh, one Saturday night, and um, what a life! And, and, and there was a Pete, there was a Pete Donaldson lookalike in there. there was, in the mirror, I, had, I had a fight with him in the mirror. Um, it was like that Spider Man meme. There was a, um, there was a there was a guy who uh, there was a guy who was a, a pitbull impersonator. Oh, amazing! And, uh, but, amazing! But the but the nightclub was big enough to sort of make me go. Is it not Pitbull? Because yeah. Pitbull's like he's just a, a, a it's an old bloke. And he... <laughs> he's, he's, he's just an egg on a suit with yeah. some sunglasses on. Yeah, he, so, I don't, well, I don't yeah. really he's... know what the other distinguishing features are. Maybe I'm he's not done. a big enough fan. He has know. done well for himself when all said and done. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, yes. and 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 the best thing about Pitbull is like I, I remember seeing another guy who clearly was vibing off the Pitbull uh, yeah. in another nightclub in Tokyo, uh, and it was a Japanese bloke, but he had a shaved head. He's quite tall oh. and he uh, and quite tan, and he uh, yeah, and he had the big aviator sunglasses on, and he was clearly vibing off the Pitbull thing as well. So yeah. it is multiracial uh, options for for cosplay. That's all I'm saying. It's brilliant. Oh yeah, well, don't, just don't stop the party. I think is the message. No, uh, exactly. That. Uh, absolutely. But 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 back at Burnley, though, if I may, um, mm. that you know, it is a good win for them, and and it it shows you that they've done that thing with with, with that Burnley do is they started the season Pack quite the box. slowly. <laughs> yeah, Pack the box, they do a bit of that, uh, but start the season always. Is the season then they might go back down to the championship, and now they're kind of 
sort of edging away. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Andy, well, but well it's, it's just about goals, isn't it? I, I mean, expected th- th- goals. Th- well, yeah. Well, they, they just haven't taken those chances because mm. they're never going to create that much. But mm. the, the, you know, the, Nick Pope's playing unbelievably well at the moment, yeah, and, and they're finally class. they're finally taking some of those chances because. Um, you know, if you go back a while and they're getting a decent amount of goals out of Ashley Barnes and uh-huh. and, and Chris Wood, they're, they're golden. You know, they're in that spot in, in the middle of the table where they're probably not going to qualify for Europe in most scenarios, but then they're in no danger of going down either. Mm-hmm. And if the goals are going to start to flow, I mean, the winner by Chris Wood, okay, oh, Dwight, 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 Dwight McNeil's equaliser, pretty lucky. But then the cross is perfect. The header absolutely perfect yeah. and he's got number nine on the back as well it Damn just right. looks right doesn't it yes <laughs> although i tell you what that when he did that celebration and that massive skid that left that huge mark in the pitch the linesman must have been doing his nut i mean did you see that thing in austria yesterday i think it was at, um swarovski tyrol where they were trying to clear the pitch and basically, it was just, oh, yeah. I don't even think it was a groundsman. It was just a member of staff <laughs> with a ladder on a rope that he was dragging across the pitch to clear the stuff. It's actually surprisingly effective. Oh, it was but again, I thought, oh, if, you're the, if you're the groundsman, you would have been doing your nut at that. I think. <laughs> stop Andy, stop it dragging is, your ladder around. It's, it's set the bar. That is, it's, it's, yeah. That's the hack. If you, if you want to clear your yes. football field of, uh, of, of ice and snow and all the rest of it, get a ladder out. Also works with dog poo in the garden. It, <laughs> <what> I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, uh, it did, there was a lovely moment where Martinez uh, did a save and it was almost like a really spectacular, solid save where he caught it, which you just never see in, in football at any point. Mm. Uh, in, in 2020, so it was. It was it, like I think Wood cracked at him, and he and he. I thought he was going to like just catch it, and it was just really upsetting that he parried it away. I was like, oh, oh, what a shame! Uh, Andy Rubbish. Uh, Morgan Sanson has uh, joined Aston Villa for initial fee of 14 million pounds from Marseille. Presumably, um, Andre Vish Boish told him he'd, be, he'd be better off leaving. Marseille, which is why he's gone to Aston Villa. Is that a good signing for Villa? I think it can be. He's he's got loads of ability, and if you go back what year and a half, Marseille were trying to charge thirty five, forty million for him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there are two sides of this. Firstly, the fact that um, he's he's got a little bit less on his contract now. Um, there's also the fact that Marseille need to sell because they're a, they're a, they're a bit broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is with Sanson, when he first came through at Montpellier, I thought. He could be a, a France at least squad mainstay. You know, he's got great engine, loads of creativity, can get into the box and score goals, can set them up as well. Good pass through the ball, but there's it, just been a sort of cumulative injury aspect mm-hmm. to it, where you wonder now can he become as good as you once thought he could? I, I, th- I think probably not. But if, you know, if, if Villa can get him in in decent shape, he still could. If you think of some of the players that Villa have have got over that weren't making the most of their talent I mean it says a lot for Dean Smith as a coach I think and for his staff because yeah. Bertrand Traore when they when they bought him he was broken his, his mm. last year and a half in, in France he was terrible and Sanson has been a, a lot better than that so yeah I think Villa could do something with him I'm not sure as I've said before, how you fit him, Grealish and Barkley in the same midfield but I don't know maybe, maybe, they, maybe this means they don't keep Barkley yeah, I, I think that someone needs to prepare uh, old Morgan for people like me calling him Sanson rather than Sanson, which is quite clearly a better way of pronouncing it. <laughs> I'm presumably more accurate as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but there we are. Well, Andy, you're going to talk about uh, uh, Andre Villas-Boas's uh, Marseille more on uh, on the continent, of course, this week, aren't you? Yes, yes, we are. Well, that would be very enjoyable indeed. Gentlemen, Everton drew one all with Leicester. Uh, mixed fortunes for, for England's goalkeepers. Of course, Nick Pope was absolutely outstanding <laughs> for, for Burnley. And then Al Pickers um, made an error which, uh, which, which really cost Everton uh, the victory, you would say. But Petey... Nice to see Gareth Southgate in the stand. Little glimpse of the big man. I thought, oh, come on. <laughs> Not that far away, is it? Presuming yeah. it still happens. I mean, he can just... Does he need to be there? Why can't he just watch it on the telly? <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> risking the Leicester and Everton players' uh, health, don't quite frankly. The, don't question the England manager. <laughs> but, I mean, he got... I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether it was because he was in the stand that uh, the goalkeeper made such a hash of things. But, yeah, it was... It was I mean, if it goes to the side of the post, it's a it's a all right save. But yeah, it was a bit of a stinker for uh, for the keeper, wasn't it? It was a little bit. James Rodriguez obviously scored a lovely opening goal, first time mm. in a little while he's he's scored. Um, but I just you mentioned how enjoyable Aston Villa are to watch, Andy. I love watching this Leicester team. It, mm. Brendan, it's got Brendan Rodgers' old brother Brendy stamp all over it. The sort of the creativity, the sort of. Uh, fluidity of the side, the sort of dynamism, and they'll be disappointed that they didn't go on to win the game against a decent opponent, of course. But they got back into it; they got the draw, and and again, performance-wise, they won't be worried about dropping points. Though. No, that, that, they played really well, and um, as Brendy was explaining when he was getting absolutely rained down upon, he was he was soaked afterwards. I, I, th- I thought, you know... Put your hood up, Brendy, like like Carlo did. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's experience for you, really, isn't yeah. it, Marcus? But <laughs> it I, I, I do think that in, in that situation, they could have had them Zoom them or, or, or something. Mm. It, it, it seemed a bit inhumane to have them out there. But yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really know how to take this Leicester performance because, like you, I thought they, they played very well and they probably should have won the game. But did they really create the chances to win the game? And I don't know if it's a bit simplistic to say... Because on one hand, they got a decent result at a good team without Vardy, and they played mm. pretty well. But on the other hand, with Vardy, do they win that? Quite possibly, because he's not just a scorer of goals, is he? He's a creator mm. of his own shot, as they would say <laughs> in, in, in basketball. Yeah. You know, the way he picks it up in deeper positions and, and surges past players. Maybe not as much as he, he used to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really think they created enough to win that. And in, in the end, I only got the draw because of Pickford's error. Mm, a slightly different take to my positivity, Andy, but fair one, fair one. <laughs> well, you live um, with Brendan Rodgers, so I mean, it's, it's, it's natural, really. Isn't it? that, that's never been proved. Um, <laughs> we're, staying on Leicester City, sort of, we've got a, a Bakary Sanya update for anybody who's uh, wanting to know how the former Man City and Arsenal man is getting in on. Of course, he left Manchester City in, in 2017. He revealed in an interview uh, the other day that he turned down a lot of disrespectful offers since he left Man City, including one from Leicester City themselves. He said, Leicester disrespected me. There may be an offer with a few details that were wrong, and they made me hang out on a couch for eight hours. <laughs> I thought he said coach. I thought he's, he hang out on a, on a coach for, for eight hours. Either way, Peter. Well, look, the Premier League coaches are lovely. Card tables, little tellies, lovely old job. I'd happily sit on one of them for a bit. I'd as long as no one the... uses the toilet, it's fine. Yeah. We don't yeah, know where the couch exactly. was. It could have been in a, in, a, in a very, very plush room with a television and card <laughs> table and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, obviously, the amount of money he would have been making at Manchester City 
and then he leaves there. I suppose anything below that, which would be any offer from any other club outside of China, would be seen as, as disrespectful. But yeah, you, apparently... you say that. You say that, Marcus. He, he yeah, ended I up do. joining Benevento, didn't he? And yeah, he did. Benevento were like relegation certainties at the time. And he, he was he was very big about doing it for the love and stuff at the time, wasn't yeah. he? Well, yeah, I, it's a strange. One. I mean, I don't know. He didn't sort of detail how they disrespected him, and then he sort of added to that. And I don't care, actually. I shouldn't have given a damn that much. I'm not a man of money. I'm a man of heart. He is. I, I agree. Have you seen him on Instagram? He once did, um, like, a, a, probably about a year ago now, he, he did, like, a, a Rube Goldberg machine in his no. front room. He, like, he set up this kind of, like, you know, like, a, a, a Rube Goldberg machine, Marcus, the, 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 those machines that do a very simple task quite complicatedly you know a overcomplicated task so say a button needs to be pressed uh, and they'll set a ball rolling down a table which will bounce on a paper clip that'll flip up to set fire to something that'll float a balloon <laughs> you know those kind of little kind right, of things okay, yeah, long, long machines he set one of those up in his front room it's on his Instagram and uh, and yeah it ends up with uh, a little Bakri Sanya um, scoring a goal which is lovely <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, everybody should get on that, surely. Um, the good news, though, coming from Bakary Sanya, which is the real, uh, which is the real update coming from. He's opened a burger restaurant in Paris called American Tasty Burger, um, <laughs> which is not a great name. I- I'm surprised he's gone for the American vibe, although it's understandable. Not a great time to be opening uh, a restaurant, of course, but I'm sure <laughs> he'll iron out those kind of cracks. And there's more to the story than just that. Also, got, Marcus. Mm, Everyone in France is opening up a burger joint at the moment. Everyone. But do they... Because, you know, like in London, ooh, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe more, I don't know, years ago, when you couldn't hot really get... hot dog sellers. A, uh, no, t- Remember those guys? Oh, I'd love those guys. Um, <laughs> uh, but you, you, there wasn't really many good burger places in London. It was either you go to McDonald's or a pub to have a burger. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now there's there's loads of burger joints. Ha, has is that now happening to Paris? Yeah, France is going through its like gourmet burger kitchen style right. phase. I think. Okay, fair enough. They've got well, better cheeses to put on them. That's what I'm you, saying. You, yeah, that's you, true. That's true. You you would say so. Um, Sanya did say that he has a passion for cooking, and he says I can make cheese toasties, pies, pizzas, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> get him in the get get him in the kitchen. American tasty burger, I say. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, all go. Uh, well, well, a trip there, Andy. I think when uh, lockdown is yeah, well truly over, would be delightful. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to disappoint you because now we're going to have a game of Portmanteau Conte. I prefer to kill him. Yes, it's time for some Portmantonio Conte. And I was only able to pronounce that properly because Marcus said it before me. Good. The game <laughs> is called Portmantonio Conte. And the rules are alarmingly simple. I've got you two clues. The, you came up with the title, didn't you? Yes, Marcus. Mate, I shit out gold every week and then forget I've done it. Um, I've got... I've got two clues pertaining to two footballers whose names have been joined together. All you need to do is, guys, uh, is guess who they are. Who is the player? Or who are the players, rather? I'm going to do the clue, and then as soon as the clue ends, the time starts to get your guesses in. And when you hear Kevin De Bruyne, it's all over. Do you understand, guys? You've done it before. Yes, so. Surely. Right, okay. I am a forward who played for PSV, Man United and Real in that order. And I am also an Irish goalkeeper who won a trophy in my only game as manager. Start the clock. Rude Van Nistelrooy Carroll. I don't know who got that. I don't know who got Charlie, Finn. Well, you're going to have to take the adjudication there because they absolutely nailed this one, mate. I think I won on away goals. Spell oh, look, 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 look,
Uh, by a fraction, it was Marcus C. Oy, oy. Speller. Wow. Da, da, Congratulations. Yeah, Rude Runners to Roy Carroll. He managed one game as manager at Barnet. And Did won, he? Won, won a cup. There you go. Ah. Not bad. Lovely old Not job. Not bad. Uh, and there'll be more of that next week if we've got time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, 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 I think it's the first one you both have, uh, have managed to get. Well done. Oh, no, I've got a few. Come on. Yeah, right. don't, don't take away my Yeah, but together, it's the first time someone's been neck and neck. Ah, like a dead I heat. see. Enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you are. There you oh, are, ladies and gentlemen. Marvellous stuff. What a way to uh, sort of uh, usher in the end of the show. Before we go, though, of course, tonight, Tottenham Hotspur are playing Liverpool, uh, which is uh, which is a tasty one. But if we go on uh, what happened at Anfield, of course, uh, in the first meeting between these two this season, it was a great game, so we hope for more of that. Uh, jo- Jose Mourinho, a little subtle dick, Andy, at, uh, at Jurgen Klopp, was suggesting dick. in... So, pardon, Peter? I thought you said subtle dick. Um, <laughs> his dickishness is no, in no was, way subtle. No one could ever accuse Jose Mourinho of being a subtle dick. Um, <laughs> he suggested in yesterday's presser that he keeps his emotions in check nowadays. Uh, and then, yep. then, he, then he, the, the, the shaping of the dig at Klopp took place when... He said, when I didn't behave well, I paid the price. For some of the other guys, it doesn't happen the same. Yeah, well, I I suppose he's got a point to a degree because Jurgen Klopp gets away with some quite boisterous behaviour by apologising immediately afterwards. I I don't know why more coaches don't follow that, to be honest. Because Klopp is the only coach I think I've ever heard Certainly, elite coach come out and say, "Yeah, I was, I was, I was a bit of an ass there." Mm. Sorry, yeah. yeah, you know, like top coaches are not capable of saying sorry, whereas Jurgen Klopp is. So that makes a difference. Is so it, I don't it, think that's it, any particular revelation from Mourinho. Is it just yeah. the fragile male ego that that that, uh, that stops us from from admitting when we're wrong immediately to get out of trouble? Could this work elsewhere? Shoplifting? I, I, I wasn't wrong. Wrong. Legal hey, It was a know. misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Why are, you, why, are you, why are you going into the male psyche as we're trying to end the show? <laughs> Let's talk about that for a bit. Um, yeah, he did on his relationship with Jurgen Klopp, uh, Jose Mourinho did say, I'm not a friend of Jurgen because I never had time with Jurgen. He is a colleague I respect. He didn't respect him a few years ago when uh, somebody, uh, I forget who was doing a piece, and they said to Jose Mourinho, like an elite coach's. Uh, you, know, you know, get together event, and they said, Jose, you know, we've got many elite coaches here yourself, Alex Ferguson, uh, you know, Pep Guardiola, you know, named a few more, Jurgen Klopp, and he went, Not Klopp. <laughs> he said something like that. It, it, it was before Klopp had won the. I think before he'd won the Champions League and obviously the league with Liverpool. But yeah, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. <laughs> I, I very much am looking forward to the game. Marcus, you'll not believe this. It's all kicking off on the Ramble uh, Patreon, the Football Ramble Patreon. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I would believe it because I'm creating some of the content. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's so much up there right now. We've got ad-free shows over there. You've got Football Ramble Presents. You can get a weekly bonus Ramble on episode, a weekly show called The Teams of Our Lives from Andy and Marcus. Hey, wait, that's you guys. Yeah. Uh, and also a fortnightly live stream featuring Q's, is 
and games. Q-A-G. Just get yourself to patreon.com forward slash football ramble to find out more. That's patreon.com forward slash football ramble. If you visit the Patreon before and you you, you didn't get involved for whatever reason, have another look. There are uh, different tiers now. Uh, we've simplified it all and it's just there's just more content than ever. It's sickening, quite frankly. Marcus and Andy, they, 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 they've, they've worked their fingers to the bone. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, on video, we're on video for the first time recording the podcast, so show us your fingers, Marcus. Uh, we were on yesterday, actually, as well. See my bony oh, okay. fingers? Oh, like, yeah. oh, have you got bony fingers, Andy? Well, no, I've just been working them to the bone. Oh, I yeah, mean, sorry, yeah, I, I, sorry. I, I'm just making you out not to be a liar, Pete. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, right. Yeah, whereas Peter has very, very fleshy fingers, don't you, Peter? <laughs> I do. I have t- tiny little ladies' hands. I'm, I, I, I have lovely hands. Yeah, you delicate. do, yeah. My goodness. Uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's the end of this nonsense for today. Thank you very much for listening. On tomorrow's show, I'm back with Luke and Vish. It promises to be an absolute cracker. Until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you tomorrow. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.